0: Welcome to Upward Together. By joining us, you are entering a community built upon exploration, respect, and non-judgment. We aren't sure where our musings will take us, but we thank you for stopping by. This week on Upward Together, we had a special guest, Somia Gade, and this conversation went so long that this episode is going to actually be broken up into a couple of parts, so this will be part one, and we'll be uploading part two in the future. Um, Somia, we hope to have more conversations in the future, and I think that we probably will. Uh, we had an absolutely fantastic time, and we hope you all enjoy the podcast.
1: Wait, I don't want to pick the topic, though. Like, you guys pick it, I feel like.
0: Well, I, I just I – Do you want me to pick it? If, yeah, if there's one of them that specifically you felt more inclined to talk about right now, if you could think about something – it's like damn I want to say mm.
1: something about this
0: right now. <laughs> but if you don't, if you don't, um, you don't have to.
1: Okay, I guess we can talk about the working out one because like I so I was working out like really consistently up until October 31st, which is when that marathon was. I ran a marathon mm-hmm. on Halloween. And I was, like, for literally, like, three to four months, like, I was working out super consistently. I was eating really healthy and stuff. And then, like, right after the marathon was over, I tried to, like, still work out pretty frequently for a few weeks afterwards. But then I just kind of, like, fell off. And, like, once I fell off, like, I fell off really hard. Like, I feel like I'm either, like, an all-or-nothing kind of person. So if I'm not, like, exercising as much as I feel like I could be, then I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm not going to do anything, like... I'm just going to, like, door dash, like, chilies and, like, literally, like, like, be in a slump. And it got really bad, like, because I went to, like, California for a few weeks to see family in, like, December. And I didn't exercise for, like, three weeks. I gained, like, 10 pounds. And now I come back. And it's, like, an uphill battle because it's, like, I just undid progress I made for a few months. And now it's, like, I have to put in double the amount of time to like get back to where I was like a baseline kind of level. And it's just like, why, like, why do I keep doing that? Like, so yeah.
2: Josh, you got it. Have you
0: felt like you've (laughs) been, have you felt like you've been getting back to baseline or do you feel like you're still not like, have you been working out more consistently since?
1: Yeah. I feel like for like the past, maybe like one and a half week or something I have been, But it's just, like, really difficult. Like, I go out to run, and, like, I'm so slow. Like, I'm just, like, lumbering along. And it's, like, I I know how good I was before, and now I just, like, suck. Like, I can't even, like... You know how people pass you on, like, the trail, and you kind of just, like, wave and say hi? Like, I literally don't want to even look at them. Because I'm, like, like I'm in such pain right now. Like, But, like, I don't know. I feel like I... Withhold from, like, excessively like eating junk food and like, excessively like just not doing anything for like a long time. But then it's like when the floodgates open, like, like I just stop for a while.
0: Yeah. Was there? A- I don't know
1: if that partly has to do with like the weather because it's been like really cold, so it's kind of hard to like go out.
0: I was going to ask if you had been mostly just running, like if that was still the primary thing you're trying to get back into in terms of exercising.
1: I mean, it's also like badminton, I guess, but I feel like badminton comes with more overhead because it's like I have to like get ready and drive all the way there and like find people to play with who are like actually good and it just seems like more of like a time grab, but like with running it's like okay, I just put on my shoes and go outside and like Yep. It's it's faster, I guess. Yeah. But I'm trying to do both right now.
0: So, Can you very briefly, because I know it's another topic, just explain your history with badminton?
1: Oh, yeah, sure. So, like, I, I started playing badminton when I was, like, eight. And pretty much, like, all through middle school and, like, high school, I, like, traveled around and competed in tournaments, like, nationally and stuff. And I was, like, really good. And then I was so good that I thought about, like, taking – a gap year or so in college to just like try to pursue it and like, like full-time and try to like go professional. But I decided like not to. And I was like, okay, that might not be a secure career choice. So I'm just going to like go to college and do computer science. Cause I know I'll like have job security. So, but I still like try to play it even now, like whenever I can. And we actually like opened a club in Cary, like, a badminton center so i go there pretty frequently to like help coach and that kind of stuff but
2: how tough was that decision when you were deciding whether or not to pursue that hardcore or <laughs> it was take like the secure route
1: it was pretty tough and i feel like i'm like still struggling with it because i'm like like i feel like that was like is such a huge part of like my identity i'm like oh, like, that's kind of the thing that makes me different, like, and the thing that I feel like I'm, like, good at. And it's, like, well, now when I play it, I'm not as good as I know I could be, like, if I was training all the time. So I don't enjoy it as much, I feel like. But it's also, like, I don't want to let it go because it's, like, I put in, like, 16 years into this, and it's, like, I'm just going to stop. Like, I feel, I don't know that's kind of what the letting go of passions thing was about.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Which Josh. saw.
2: And I think also it's slightly related. I think you're, I can relate to the all or nothing sort of mindset where it's like, Oh, if I'm going great, I'm going great. But as soon as I mess up, I'm like, Oh, well it's done now. So I might as well just like continue (laughs) to mess up. But I think that's the thing about the grind or the hustle culture that, uh, we are all a part of and that taking a break, we, we feel bad for taking a break. So I, There's a weird irony with it where once you take that break, it's like, well, okay, I'm not a, I'm just going to give up. And then you just completely let it go. And it's just, so I get it. And I don't really have any like solution or else I'd be like, I'm good now, but I, I definitely understand all of that right? for sure.
1: Right. And even like, like you said, like with running and I feel like I talked to Josh about this, but it's like, even if I take a break for like a day, I'm like, I feel bad. Like I'm like, oh, what if I'm worse now when I go back to go run? Cause I took a break. So there's periods of times when I'm like, okay, I don't even want to take a break for a day. But then there's periods of times where I'm like, like, I don't need to do it. I don't need to do anything. Like, like I'm already eating junk food. Why don't I just eat more junk food? today.
0: Yeah. And then
1: the next day, like I'll try to get back on track. But it's like then the next day I'm just like, uh I don't feel like doing it today either. I'll get back on track the next day. So and then before I know it it's been like a week.
2: And then it's been a month. And then it's been <laughs> yeah. three, six, twelve, yeah. Josh, any thoughts?
0: Yeah, I have many <laughs> I have many thoughts. <laughs> I think it I think it is I think it is super I'm a big thinker of thoughts. No, uh, I, think, I think that it's um, really one thing that I struggle with a lot is trying to not let things have kind of a lot of power over me in terms of, you know, like if I'm trying to maintain like a very specific or like rigid thing, like, oh, like I'm not going to Drink at all, or something, then having it be like this thing that starts taking up mental space. Like, I need to be avoiding it at all times, and it can start affecting just like my my days or my decisions. Like, oh, like now I don't want to hang out with people at all. Someone's calling me. Can you still see me? You off, yeah, yeah. Can you hear my phone ringing? No,
1: I hear vibration. I thought that was from my end, but it's you
2: one second it's you how dare you
1: <laughs> also your floor yeah is <laughs> yeah it's okay.
2: probably because he's being called uh, 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 yo <laughs> come back
1: <laughs> more close up
2: <laughs> <laughs> what's up <laughs> he's,
0: am i still like w- way closer than i was no before. you've
2: returned back to your normal your normal, normal <laughs> magnification <laughs> Sorry. Um, Did you lose your train of thought?
0: No. I think it's important to not let things have power over you in terms of if you miss one day or if you get off then just being like oh it's not worth it. I think it's also hard because a lot of times there there's like a sort of gamification of you see it in, in apps with like streaks. I mean the first one to really do it big was like Snapchat but even like Duolingo it's it's good as long as you're on the streak, but then when you lose it, it can make you feel like, oh, well, now I'm starting from
2: zero, which is not true. Yeah, I lost a friendship because I broke mm. a Snapchat streak of like three Snapchat years. Streak? yeah. And what? now like they haven't talked to me since. And it was just like, yeah, because when it goes from the number like 1,000 to zero, it's like, well, we our friendship's over. I mean, well, that was her thought, not mine that's yeah that's wild
1: it's kind of weird
2: yeah but i i I have this well so funny that you mentioned i have an app called streaks i can actually show you here and it's just streaks it's just things that i want to like keep up daily pretty much and like once it hits a certain day i delete it because i know that it's like like there was a time and i'm just gonna be honest here where i was not i was just in such a sad state that i was like not brushing my teeth consistently so i actually have to put it on here And then I had to do it consistently, and now it's like finally re-ingrained inside my brain. Um, But what I do, because this the everyday thing is a lot of pressure, because like Josh said, once you miss a day, it goes back to zero. Uh, There's this thing called like uh, the two-day rule, which is like if you miss one day, just don't miss it two days in a row. And that way you give yourself a buffer. So that way if one day you miss it, you go, okay, but this is not going to dictate my future. I'm just going to pick it back up the next day. Um, And so it's allowing yourself to be gentle with, uh, I guess, if you even want to consider it a mistake um, and and letting it go and then just pushing forward the next day um, rather than making it like an apocalyptic sort of ending. Be like, oh, I ended this whole thing. And so with my Streaks app, what I'll do is I will check it off at the end of the night if i didn't do it but it's on my but i'm on my first day of missing it and that way it keeps on going yeah. and that way the next day oh so it's like you have the like i extra have saves. i have the extra save so i don't yeah. see it deteriorate but once i miss two days i'm like okay i got to reset this streak but at that point i'm like i really don't want to end this streak so i'm going to keep on going um and that's something that has worked for me but i think the first thing that worked for me and Josh kind of touched on it is Like being, and it sounds really cliche, but being gentle with yourself and just going, this is not an indicator of who I am or what I'm capable of. Uh, Just because I stopped working out does not mean that I'm not a healthy person or not fit. Just because I ran a marathon doesn't mean I'm not a runner anymore. And I think when you, Josh and I talked about this, but it's like the goal is not to run a marathon. The goal is to run. Um, because once you hit the goal, then you're like, okay, what's next? And then you kind of stop. But if your goal is to run, then after the marathon, you're like, oh, cool. I'm still running. Um, and then that way, um, you don't have end goals. It's more like, what's the goal of sustainability? Um, and so it's like, instead of doing things in a quality, no quantitative way and having things in numbers or in time frames, it's just like okay, uh, I'm going to just do it. The thing and whatever comes along with that is just like icing on the cake. Like you can almost say that the mar- I mean, be proud of the marathon, but it is not your identity running the marathon. The identity is running.
1: Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I agree with all of that. Um, and that's something I've noticed with like diet and stuff too. Like, like, If I'm training for something, I'm like, oh, I can't eat any junk food. And I, like, won't eat anything at all. But, like, that sort of, like, like, limitation type, imposing limitations like that, I just feel like it's really hard to, like, maintain. Like, even you see, like, with people and diets, like, they usually end up, like, just reverting back to their, like, old eating habits or, like, reverting back to something even worse because they were, like limiting themselves for so long that they like feel like they want more of that now. So I feel like maybe it's better to just like do it in like small amounts, but like not just remove yourself from stuff like that, like completely.
2: Yeah. uh, I think diets is definitely a really, diets are definitely a really interesting topic regarding this um, because there's been a, a movement lately of like changing the mindset and not thinking of, of diets for a certain purpose other than like good health in general. Something sustainable, not just a diet to counteract weight gain um or a diet to counteract something else. It's a diet that is easily reproducible no matter where you are or what you're doing, and that way um there is uh, you know, there's not that limitation that so often comes with it. Um, Josh, you look like you have thoughts. I have many. I have many thoughts. I, many thoughts. <laughs> I contain multitudes. I think. I am, right I'm gonna
0: make a T-shirt. Oh. I have many thoughts. <laughs> Merch. Uh, <laughs>
2: I have many thoughts.
0: Sometimes I, I think. I can be over permissive with myself as well, though. And sometimes it's like, I know exactly what I need to do. And I just need to like get my shit done. Like it's being gentle on myself is one thing, but then like meeting the basic expectations of myself versus just being like, I mean, to say like being a little piece of shit is like negative (laughs) self-talk. I I recognize, but it's important to be able to also be honest with yourself because I think at times, there can be a prevailing gentleness, societal sort of coddling in a way, yeah. which not yeah. always, not always. I mean, lots of people come from different backgrounds where a conversation needs to be approached in different ways. But for me, particularly, sometimes what what is more helpful is being like, "You're better than that." Like, I, I, and I know a lot of times what I need to do and how to do it. And it's literally like just a matter of doing it. Uh, That doesn't mean it's easy to do it, but I, and I also think, you know, what we said about the marathon and having the kind of the goal, not, not being the only thing. I think it was important in that, that conversation we had was immediately after I had run and I had my knee injury. So I ended up running way slower than I thought I was going to be able to. Um, But I ended up, kind of seeing the silver lining because the course in Raleigh was really hilly. And I kind of felt like I maybe would have been struggling a little bit to, to hit my time that I was going for. And I was able to just kind of enjoy it because of my injury. It wasn't kind of a factor. Um, And so while I do think I will want to improve my speed in the future, um, I was able to enjoy it in, in spite of the injury, but, but, also for me i mean having goals helps me like if there's something that i know this is the date you know i signed up this is the day i need to be ready by so it's just this amount of time you know i have i've been i don't know if you were using a schedule just kind of like going and then increasing the mileage um but like i had the plan like it was there and i was like i if i run this every day then when it's time for the marathon i'll be ready to run the marathon yeah
1: Right. Yeah. That sort of thing like helped me too. But I feel like like after the one at the end of October, I feel like I just kind of like started letting myself go slowly because the next goal that I had, like it wasn't until like March. So it was like so far away. I feel like that I was just like, okay, like even if I let myself go for like a while, like I can still like come back to where I was at. But yeah. So maybe it's like important to have like evenly spaced out goals or I don't know.
0: It's it's definitely difficult. I mean, I, I think the thing about the baseline, and, and this is, like, it's not easy. I mean, I think this is, like, the military guy, Jocko Willings, <laughs> quote, who's, like, a Navy SEAL, who's, like, the hardest guy. But, like, discipline is hard because discipline's hard. I mean, it's not, there's no, there's no real shortcut. There's no real hack. You just have to decide it's, right. it's important and you're going to do it. Um, and I, th- I think having the spaced out goals, I mean, that comes back to, you know, some of my bad habits, things like procrastination, it, if you go long enough, kind of getting away with it and, in you're our age, which I, I don't know, I think, are you 23, 22, 23, 24?
1: 23.
0: Yeah. I, I'm so 23, 24 is for those listening at home. Um, sometimes I have the sense of I could have done better, but that's not nearly as good as knowing that I, I absolutely did my best. And I think at this point I'm realizing more and more that kind of doing my absolute best almost necessitates kind of a constant maintenance of baseline. And, and that's, that's, that's in different things. So that could be in, in fitness, you know, recognizing that it's important to have rest days because if you're not resting and recovering you're not gonna be able to perform maximally. But also um, you know with work with my med school applications right now, um with music, same thing. You know, I can't expect to, to get on stage for a gig and just kill it if I haven't been practicing consistently. Even if it's fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, thirty minutes, running two or three songs to just Ha- have it like have the base in my hands or yeah whatever it is um it, it helps it helps immeasurably and and I, and I think it's hard whenever you don't have any kind of goal because if you haven't really felt that kind of internally it's it's easier to say like oh it matters you know 15 minutes every day but no like really having 15 minutes every day it ends up being i think more impactful than what i'm guilty of sometimes and what sometimes you know in fitness can lead to injury which is kind of doing it and then all of a sudden you try to go on a 24 mile run 28 mile run and
1: right
2: and, yeah because we're right. you're like i'll be okay go ahead go ahead oh it's just like because especially in this day and age we are creatures of instant gratification and so this whole idea of only do it like you just only need to do it 15 minutes a day and you'll be good we don't see the instant effect because it's long term and so it gets frustrating right and so we rush it um so it's i I think another way or one way to kind of counteract that is to like slow yourself down like mentally really tough but realizing that you don't need to see the fruits of your labor immediately and it's okay to have that delay The other thing i wanted to say is to your you know oh my my goal is in march so i can kind of relax um the same way that you set goals for a marathon i think you should also set goals for rest right so it's like okay like it's in march so how about for these next two weeks i'm gonna take it really easy um and maybe do less of what i usually would have done um but still feel like I'm resting along the way. So I'm not push. you're not pushing yourself, but you're maintaining like Josh said. And that way, um, when that goal is reached or that time frame is reached after two weeks, all right, it's time to get back into the real work for March. It's not like you had an in- undefined time because when you have an undefined time, right. you don't know when you're going to stop resting. It's like, oh, okay, tomorrow. Okay, no, maybe tomorrow. No, maybe tomorrow. But if in your head, you went November 14th, it's time to go back into the hustle. Then in between October 31st and November 14th, your rest, you don't have to feel guilty about that rest because you set it for yourself. And then when November 14th comes, it's like, okay, I'm prepared for this. But I've found that when I go, all right, I'm going to take a break. I don't know how long. And I don't specify it. Then I let myself go completely. Um, But it's just like you need to allow yourself to rest. And you'll find – if you listen to our podcast enough that we sound like we're contradicting each other all the time like ourselves because balance (laughs) is the answer to everything we'll say be gentle and we'll also say be really hard on yourself and be accountable but really it's both of those and you need to find what works for you um and that's the reason why there will always be an infinite amount of problems forever because finding (laughs) that balance and like landing there is like not a permanent state right equilibrium is not static equilibrium is always moving but it's just like this constant flow in and out in and out trying to finally like land in the middle and it should be on average you're in the middle not um, all the time because that's a really strict right. road to follow. I know I'm using my hand as a uh, like a visual.
0: Yeah, anyone who's listening has <laughs> no idea. But what's so scary about
2: only giving yourself a very thin line to go down is if you deviate, you suddenly feel like you're you don't have an identity. What's good is to have sort of like a buffer that you're al- allowing yourself to kind of be within. Um and so that way you're gentle within the boundaries, but you're strict because you stay within the boundaries. Does that make sense? Um, I think it's something that I learned for love or relationships in general is I, I say this to myself every single day is true love is setting boundaries, but then being able to run free within them. If you don't set boundaries, then you don't know if what you're doing is right or wrong. Um, so you're always kind of like scared. Um, but once you set those boundaries and say, Hey, I don't like this, this is what I expect in a friendship, um, or a relationship or something like that. Then they know what is right and what is wrong and then they can completely be in it without fear because they know that boundary And so for me at least that's how I came to terms with the balance where it's like I'm going to be gentle But i'm also going to hold myself accountable because I don't want to Stray away from what I consider to be my identity Um part of my identity right is is journaling. I love writing a bunch um my ideal thing is like write a piece every single day that does that is not happening whatsoever um and so i set like a i gave myself a general thing write one thing like in the course of three days but i will not allow myself to do it for four and hopefully you start small right so i did one a week one every six days hopefully it becomes so routine that you it becomes easier and easier and easier to do th- the middle line. But then when I deviate and I go, oh, shoot, I'm doing one every two days, then all I have to do is guide myself back to the middle rather than let myself go and lose the boundary. Um, you'll see some tricks where it's like, if you want to start reading, like literally set a habit of reading like one page a day. That's it. And then you'll find over time, you naturally will be reading more. Um, but if you go, I'm going to read, three chapters a day, it's a really big thing in your head. And so you aren't incentivized to do it. And so the issue with all or nothing is that once you're at nothing and you think you need to get back to where you were, you're not gonna get back there for a while. And so it gets really discouraging. But if you set, you know, that big goal, I wanna run, then divide it into smaller goals, then you can start to, you know how some people study and they put like a gummy bear at the end of each page um, and that's their incentive to like finish the page. And then before they know it, it's because of the gummy bears, <laughs> they finished all 20 pages. And it's like, whoa, like I didn't know I could do that. If you reward yourself um, like for the little things, then the big thing will come before you know it. Um, if you're only comparing yourself to what you know you were, yeah, you're not going to be there. And it's really discouraging. But if you compare yourself to yesterday, it feels better because it's like, oh, okay, I'm making right. steps. And so sometimes it's um setting these big term goals but then setting goals that you yourself know are manageable and perceivable
1: really good points yeah yeah like a- josh was saying about like the 15 minute a day thing like i'm just like well if i'm only doing it for 15 minutes like what's the point of even doing it like i'm not going to accomplish anything like super significant in like my mind so I'm just like uh I might as well just not and like you were saying about writing like I I've tried so many times to like keep like a journal like a diary sort of thing of like that where I was like okay every night I'm just gonna like write down like significant things that like happened to me and like reflections and stuff but like I'll keep it up for like a week or so but then I just don't do it for a few days and then I just like delete the whole thing like I'm like well I miss like two days. Like I'm done with this. every new <laughs> and then I don't
2: <coughs> yeah. every new year's, every new year's I'm like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to do it. And then I stop in like February. <laughs> so I feel you.
1: Yeah. And then I don't revisit it for like a few more months until I'm like, okay, like I want to have a fresh start. Like I want to try this again. But like, like, like you said, I've been trying to just like, I don't need to write everyday. Like whenever I have the time, like, if I have something super significant that I want to write, then I just write it, but it's not like an everyday thing, but I've been able to keep that up for like, like almost half a year now, just cause like, I'm not like, okay, nice. I need to do this every day. It's kind of just like, like, whenever yeah. I need to. And it's nice, because I haven't, like, deleted it all. Like, I have this weird habit of just... I'm just like, I screwed up. I need to delete everything. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I need to delete all my photos, because I screwed up. So, I am I just need a fresh start. Like, I'm always looking for, like, a fresh start, I feel yeah. like. Yeah.
2: All or Nothing is a very dangerous game to play, and I play <laughs> it way more than I should. Um, and uh, it doesn't... I it, it really is a tough mindset shift. Um to go from all or nothing to being in the, the middle most of the time and being in the gray area and like loving it, loving the progress rather than loving the all or the nothing. Um, but Josh, you said you had a question.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm going to say one thing based on the, the journaling thing, but then I'm a, I have a question. Um, <laughs> that was so sweet. I, I, one thing that I, I think, would help me if I could actually do it and, and execute it more is to both think of wh- what my current actions are like in the um, context of the future. So like looking back, um, but also not overthink and start thinking about that hypothetical so much that I don't actually do anything. Um But in respect to journaling, one thing that I think about sometimes, and I think I was actually, we were reading a book, I think it was for one of my Spanish classes in college um, that was all based on someone's journal, basically. And it was like their journal entries was the whole book. And that was kind of a good reminder to me because even when there were these gaps of two or three weeks or something, whenever it's 15 years in the future, it seems way, le- like way less of a big deal, even if it's three months. I mean, and, and so that's like for me, thinking about journaling, I actually haven't really gone back and read very much of anything that I've journaled. I've been journaling off and on like pretty consistently for the last two years. Um, but I think if ever, I don't know that, that journaling is necessarily even about going back and reading over it. I think it's more of just collecting thoughts. Um, but yeah, I definitely think you realize that in the in the end having that kind of two week break like if you can both zoom out at the macro scale and also kind of be in, it in the micro scale like okay in this moment it, it's not that much for me to write down five sentences of whatever happened today it'll take me literally 5 minutes um yeah. but then I'll yeah. it will be helpful in the long run but my question was going to be um so when you, when you were training for your marathon and you were kind of being more consistent you said you were being more consistent with what you were eating and just exercising were you kind of like solo in all of it that's the first part like were you doing everything by yourself or did you feel like like i don't know if you were part of a group where you had other people who were training or anything like that and then the second thing is did you ever feel like you were particularly supported by a group of people like your family or friends or that you found yourself like having to say no to things and being like weird for not doing things that are like normal things because you were like, I like I'm training. So like I need to go on a run for three hours or I don't know how long your training (laughs) runs were. You were running faster than me Um, or like with nutrition being like, yeah, I'm eating this, which I don't usually eat, or something, or I'm not going to eat that, which I do usually eat, because like I'm trying to focus on this goal. And then having like almost pushback from people, just kind of like giving you the side eye, like, "Oh, okay, like FitSpiration, like what's up, fitness <laughs> god?" Sorry, I didn't know we were in the presence of a fitness board. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> those are my those are my like broad questions.
1: Okay. Um. Well, to the address the first one, when I was preparing and stuff, it was like basically solo like i would just i wasn't even like following a plan really i was just kind of like like every day i would try to increase my time like a little bit i mean on weekdays i would usually run like 6 to 8 miles somewhere in between that um and just like i just noticed like the times getting better like as i ran like every day and then weekends i would do like a longer run like 12 or 13 miles or something but i mean the like this started when the pandemic like first started, like around like March, April, 2020. So I wasn't really like seeing anyone anyway. So it wasn't like I was having to be like, Oh, like I'm not going to do this and do yeah. that. Cause I have to go run. Like, it was kind of like, I was just at home anyway. So yeah. it's just like something I would do in the mornings. But like, I mean, my parents, like, like they were supportive about it, I guess. I mean, my dad also runs, like he ran, this last marathon with me too. But I never... I don't like running with people, so I never, like, ran with him. But, like, we just kind of go at our, like, our own times and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, like, I don't know if you were trying to get at the point of, like, having someone to keep you accountable might help with goals, but I feel like that might help. But I didn't really have that. Like, all I really did was, like, like, sometimes I'd be, like, I'd want to run like better than my last time. Cause I was like, Oh, if I run better then I can like take a screenshot and like put it on Instagram and like kind of flex about it. <laughs> like that's about all that I like looked forward to or like did, I guess in terms of that, but like no one really understands running. I feel like, So I mean like no one really gets excited about it that I know of at least. So it wasn't like I had someone to share it with.
0: <clears throat> Outside of like people who run <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: or do other like endurance sports. <laughs>
1: Yeah, oh, But that's,
0: I mean, it can be hard. It can be hard to,
2: but that is the name of the game. Yeah. I think it's
1: They're just kind of, a lot of people are just kind of like, like, why? Like,
2: why? Yeah. why
1: are you running by yourself for like hours? Like I even told one of my family members, I was like, oh, like I want to run in this and this time to like qualify for like Boston Marathon and like all this stuff. And she was like, okay, that's cool. But like, will you get any like recognition or like, what is the point? And that kind of just made me go like, I don't really know, like, why. I mean, I guess it's just, like, fun. Like, I don't know. It's nice to have goals, like you said. So, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I wasn't trying to... You have three points? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Hit it. For for people who are listening, Jethro just raised up three fingers. (laughs) Like, he's, like, raising his hand in class, but three fingers, specifically.
2: Um uh great. Now I'm gonna see if I remember any of the points now.
0: Like, you'll, you'll you'll forget and then bring it back. Yeah. Uh the That's first the point,
2: which might be the third point, is uh oh wow, this is terrible. I've blanked out on all three of them. Um what were we just talking about? Say the last thing you just said. <laughs> I, That's why it's good oh to have God. goals. Yeah. Someone asked about recognition. Someone oh. said you're gonna get recognition you can do that. Accountability. thanks. Um <laughs> oh, for, yeah. The, the first thing is is um, finding – sometimes it feels like you're doing things alone because it is hard to find that network um, of people. And honestly, I'm still I, – I grew up academically and athletically my whole life. Um, but I have a really creative side to me that I never got to really dive into until actually after I graduated from college. And so I never developed the friend's – like the creative friends to feel like I'm like, everyone's just like, oh my gosh, Jethro, you're doing something so different. No one else is doing it. And it felt really isolating. Um, But slowly but surely, I'm reaching out to people and being like, hey, like you, I want to learn from you or hey, do you want to like connect and like talk about creative stuff and realizing like, no, it's not that you are alone. It's that you just need to find the right people to surround yourself with. And then it's like, boom, like that's all you really need to like really push yourself. Because someone, many people are very excited about running. And if you went, oh, uh, I want to run this, <laughs> someone like Josh will be like, yo, I got you. Like, let, let's, let's push. Let's do this kind of thing. The second thing, yeah, I'm on a roll now. The second thing is, if it's any consolation to you, the longest I have ever run, have ever run, run is three miles. I have never run longer than three miles. So even you going, oh, man, I ran four miles and it was really slow. I'm like, (laughs) ow, that's longer than I've ever done it. Um, And so comparison is a weird thing, right? Because if you compare yourself to somebody who's better than you, well, yeah, you're going to feel miserable the entire time. If you compare yourself to someone worse than you, well, there's a little bit of an like an ego there. But my point is, is that you don't really need to compare yourself to anybody other than where you are in that moment because you can wish you were something else, but that's just a wish. That's just a wish. Where you are is like where you are, and all you can do is be somewhere else the next time. And the third point right. is uh I don't remember. So that one we'll have to get back to. <laughs>
1: Right. Um, oh, I thought of something while you were talking, but I. This
2: is, this is, the, uh, <laughs> this is what happens when we. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause it's like, whatever you put your time into, like, that's what grows. Right. Like, I mean, I feel like obviously like, if you put your time, as much time into running as like I am, you'd be like, just as good or like better. So it's kind of like, like, okay, I'm not putting my time into that thing. So it's probably, but I don't know if that's like a bad mindset to have. Like, if you're just like, well, this person's good at this just because they're putting time into it and I'm not. But I don't know.
0: It's it's like, I mean, it doesn't hurt if, you wanna, if you're want if you trying to get better at something <laughs> to put time into it, I think. I was going to say one thing off of what Jethro said is that sometimes it's hard whenever you, you being one, being me or anyone else. <laughs> when you compare yourself to yourself in the past, like mm. that sounds like from what you were saying was harder about running now, you're like – I'm not as good as I just was. Like it was like three months ago, and I was flying around the trail, you know, burning miles. And now I'm like huffing and puffing, trying to run a five k. Um, yo, yo, what's wrong? That with, can definitely.
2: Yo, what's wrong with huffing and puffing to run a five k, man? That's like no. That's I'm talking angle. about. <laughs> comp-
0: I was talking about Somia comparing herself to herself <laughs> in the past. Um. <laughs> But no, we're not the same. I mean, over time, like I think I'm trying to do better. Thinking of myself as like almost a different, like a different person at different points, um, mm-hmm. and that I think ties ties into the importance of just like kind of being adaptable. And this is one thing I wasn't necessarily trying to get at anything specific with my questions. But one thing I was going to ask about is just, um, you know, with consistency, making sure that especially with relationships or when there's other people or whatever, kind of like leaving room for life to happen. And, And by that, I just mean sometimes there will be something that comes up and it can either be viewed as an opportunity or a distraction and I think depending on what it is and at what time in your life it finds you it, it could be either um, you know whether it's someone inviting you to an event or like in my case like going to a concert or just like going to a party or going out or anything I think it's important to to not be too hard on yourself and not feel guilty about saying no. If you kind of value your structure and your schedule and what you're trying to accomplish, Um, Yeah, but not being so, or or just at least being conscious of what your true goals are. I mean, because one thing I think I fall into the trap of as well is then becoming so focused on something like a, like a fitness goal that all of a sudden my like career goals or like what I'm actually trying to do with my life is not, is no longer the priority because I'm like so locked in on whatever else it is. And, and my example is, is like music right now. I mean, Felix, who's my roommate, we've, we've had this conversation and kind of remedied this and we're going to be making a lot of music and kind of putting a lot of stuff out in the next six months. Um, but like when I moved down here to be making music, I was training for my marathon all the time so so like i was spending all this time running or i would work all day but not have gotten up to run in the morning so then it's five and i'm like okay now i'm gonna go running and then i need to cook dinner because i like don't want to get takeout or or like do doordash or something because i'm trying to be healthier as well so then now it's like eight or nine and it's like we, we might play music for a little while but it it turns into, like, what are we doing here? Like, what was the point? And then just being honest Mm. and we can have the conversation of, okay, like, at this time, we're playing music. So if you're going to do other stuff, like, do it before that so that we can Mm. be doing this. And I think that can be one thing that's good about having that accountability, even if it's just, like, meeting up with someone. Like, if you don't run together, I mean, you could run the opposite way on the trail. And this could apply in in any different (laughs) setting. But... In some sense, I feel like when when I have responsibility beyond just myself, I think sometimes even because like the recognition or like why am I doing things? Like, am I just doing this so that I like feel like a cooler person or like feel more accomplished or like can flex on people or whatever? I feel like regardless of all of that, like it would be so cool if I had all these skills or like had gotten better at like. Learning how to produce music, or like the amount of times I've said I'm going to try to teach myself coding in the last two years is like a lot, Um, (laughs) which we kind of talked about a little bit. Um, But at the same time, I still feel like I learn the most and kind of accomplish the most whenever there is that accountability of like I'm part of a team and I know someone is depending on me. And so what I've been trying to do recently to help myself is like, think about the future teams I'm going to be a part of. Um, and just like in the future, like being a physician, being part of a team, like having to work on care for someone or being part of a research project that has the potential to help a lot of people. If something is discovered, like if I don't do what I'm supposed to do now, I won't ever even find myself in those positions to be helping people or to be part of those teams. Right. And so when I don't do things now, I'm not just kind of letting myself down, but I'm potentially like letting everyone else down in the future. And so I, I think even just being more dependable, like more accountable on the day to day is like something I'm, I'm working towards doing better, which I have been struggling with honestly in the last couple of weeks. Um, hmm. Just like, knowing that I don't have more things to do than time in the day. Like, Oh, I, I have, like, I can do this. Like I'll schedule it out and say like, this time I'm going to do this thing. And even if it's doing it for an hour and then this time I'm going to do this thing. But then just like, not, I think that's sometimes the, the hardest, even worse than never scheduling it out. Like with the rest and being like, okay, well I didn't do it yesterday. So I'm not going to do it today or whatever. It's like having it scheduled and then, just kind of like watching the time pass. And then you're like, (laughs) and then you get to the end of the day and you're like, today was another L. Like I I like, I like lost today. (laughs) And then like when you lose four days in a row and you're like, I have to, like, I have to do something (laughs) differently. This is a fresh start. This is a fresh fresh start. Like (laughs) I have to do something differently because like, this is not good. And, and well, and that's the thing is like remembering in the context of, being gentle, like, okay, I did a lot of things that were good. Like, mm-hmm. I did stick to nutrition and like my workout plan and stuff. But in those areas where I didn't, like, in what ways am I making my life harder than it needs to be for
2: like,
1: right.
0: for what purpose? Like for no reason.
2: Thank you all for listening each week. It would mean a lot to us if you left a rating and review, as well as recommend the podcast to people, you know, Your feedback helps us improve, allowing more people to find this podcast and muse along with us. If our conversation gave something to you, maybe it will give something to someone else. It sure gives something to us. See you all next time.